Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time to tee it up. This is Smoke and Joe's Driving Range, presented by PGA Tour Superstore. Here are your hosts, Smoke and Joe Pogi and Mulligan Matt Musil on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Good morning, Houston. Yeah. Rock and roll is here to stay. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. Thanks to the World Wide Web, you can find us at www.smokingjoesdrivingrange.com and that's smoking without a G. I am Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Mount. I'm Bobby Beats. Wiki, the wiki. three of us are the three musketeers right here in the golf world. You got it. Oh, and hallelujah. Everybody give me an amen. 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 What for? <laughs> Texas have a coach. Oh, I thought you were talking about your new grandson. Amen. Oh, to that. well, that's 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 a week old. But anyway, anyway, <clears throat> well, we gotta, we gotta, not we gotta, to the show. Not to the okay. show. We haven't that's really true. given yes. a salute to Jameson. Jameson Michael Pogi was born a week ago at nine a.m. at uh, eight pounds seven ounces. And what's really cool is Jameson Michael Pogi, Jason Miles Pogi, and Joseph Michael Pogi all share the same initials. Yeah. All right. And that name is Scotch. What? 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 Jameson Scotch. What is that? A pogey? Uh, are you Scot? Are you Scottish? But no, we're uh, Irish and German. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, we'll have to get the pokester on to find out a little bit more about the name and how it developed. And uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll track him down next week and put him on my phone while he's working. And oh yeah, that'd be on. awesome. That would be a, he's now he's now a big time manager. So you know, yeah. well let's go let's go to the beats the beats. Come on, beats! Give us a little insider football update. What's the scoop with the Texans? Well, if you have been living under a rock, uh, they have hired a new coach. If I what is his name? Collie. I know his last name is Collie. I don't know the first name, but uh, David Collie. David Collie. Uh, long-time assistant in the NFL. Uh, he's been around for a while, 65 years of age. Um, I mean, for the Texans fan base, I think uh, they weren't expecting this. Of course, everybody was expecting Eric Bieniemy to be the new head coach of the Houston Texans or even Leslie Frazier, but it didn't happen. Uh, this was out the blue. This was kind of out of left field. You heard his name rumoring around. Um, they loved his interview. They brought him back, and uh, you know, eventually they made him the new head coach. Now the problem that you face, that you are facing, you got to meet number four. You you have to get in some type of some some communication with number four to see if he's all in. And if he's not all in, despite the reports, despite the rumors, I mean, you got to make a decision if you are the Houston Texans. Yep, no doubt about it. You know, here, you know, Jerry Glanville. Came that was here. a beat update. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jerry Glanville did never, uh, you know, he had never been a head coach before he uh, came to Houston. And Jeff Fisher, uh, who had a very successful run um, with, the, with the Oilers. And then it was difficult, the Titans taking them to Nashville. He had never been a head coach before. So um, I wish him the best. I think. Uh, as you just 
pointed out so uh, so well, Beats, that uh, it's a difficult challenge. But uh, let's see what happens. At least they have a coach finally. It's not Eric Bieniemy. A lot of people uh, wish it was. Uh, somebody's going to have to take a chance on Eric at some point. Uh, you know, you kind of wonder why hasn't he gotten head coaching jobs? But uh, Eric Bieniemy, uh, okay, so he had, doesn't call all the plays in Kansas City. He's absorbed more offensive knowledge just being in the Kansas City system than Bill O'Brien ever had. I don't think Bill, I don't know what he absorbed up in New Orleans, England or whatever, the, the antiquated system that they've run uh, here with Houston. Something has to happen to the offense, and that's a good thing, is Cully's an offensive guy. And uh, so we see what happens. What do you think, Joe? Well, first of all, Kyle Shanahan – L.A. Rams coach, Green Bay Packers coach, were not head coaches before they got their job. So that doesn't bother me whatsoever. Uh, I think what really is important, and hopefully Cal uh, McNair and uh, his team had a light of uh, at the end of the tunnel, they saw it. They saw somebody that has the football experience, but he they have people skills. They have a way of working the the, the a locker room and, and uh, that's, what's going to be important. I think that's what uh, Deshaun Watson and JJ want one. They want a coach that they can relate to that. They know their work. Uh, I think it's um, it's very good that he's already kept the offensive coordinator. Uh, that keeps some consistency there. Uh, I think you need to address where your weaknesses are defense. Uh, the challenge he's got one thing, getting the coach you got to find the players, and I just don't know how you find the players with what we're left with. We all hope for the best, and we're going to switch to the theme of the show, golf. Let's do it. I got some stuff here you're not going to believe. Um, I believe a lot of things, Joe. The United States Golf Data Tech came out with some numbers this week. Yes. 2020 saw a 14% increase in rounds played over 2019, and it saw equipment sales increase by 10%. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I believe that. <laughs> well, you know, you go to the golf course, you live on one. Uh, the traffic is is so much heavier than it was a year ago. It's just amazing. And it's from sun up to sundown. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. So uh, this is not a, this is not really breaking news, but Brooks Kepka and Claude Harmon have split. Um, they had a great run together. You know, two years where they did back-to-back championships in the U.S. Open and PGA Championship. Uh, you know, but he went through some injuries and everything. I think I think there might be just a little bit in in there that well, he also has Dustin Johnson. I think that yeah. might be a little bit of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just, you know, what pops to mind immediately is Brooks was a PGA player consultant on the Memorial Golf uh, Course redo. And I wonder how that affects um, that relationship because Brooks, you know, he's a member at the Floridian uh, Jim Cranes Club. So uh, that's always been a big deal. Um, Brooks helped recruit players to come here. Of course, like you say, DJ is is, uh, part of uh, Cranes – stable of players if i if i may say that because it's it's not just claude excuse me it's not just claude's instruction and butch is consulting with those guys that uh, but it's also a relationship that uh, jim crane has with these big name players 
I, I, that'll be interesting to see going forward, but I wish him the best. Brooks is a good guy. And, uh, and Claude, I, I love him. You know, I love the Harmon family. So, uh, it's Again, wish them both the best. Yeah. Uh, this is really good news for Houston in some aspects. Uh, the 2022 PGH Championship, taken away from Trump's Bidmanster, is going to be moving to Tulsa's Southern Hills. So it's mm-hmm. right up the road. But yeah. so it's more important, we're going to see that course host a tournament with really nice weather. Yeah. Usually it's U.S. Open and PGA Championships were June and August, heat of the – oh, so that's going to be good. What now, is the date? What is the actual date, Joe? I think uh, the PGA Championship is the third, second or third weekend of May. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. it's that's that's a beautiful layout. If you've yeah. never been there, it's uh, not. I've seen it on TV. It looks yeah, it's 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 great. All right, you want to know what the future of TV is? Yeah, let's hear it. We're going to get a sample during the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Is NBC Sports, the PGA Tour, and PointsBet Sportsbook will offer the first golf betting companion show. Whoa. So as the golf's going on, you can flip over and say, I'll put $10 down that he makes a birdie on this hole. Wait a minute. Does that not, that hasn't happened on the Euro tour yet? Because in Britain, they bet on everything. Uh, this is the PGA. So I, I can't speak for the European, but for the PGA, this is a first. Wow. So what's the sponsor? What's the, uh, not draft? It, what did it's you say? points bet sports book. Points bet sports book. Well, it's going, I mean, we're going there in every, and, and, and this will be a second screen experience and it'll be over on, excuse me, Peacock Prime Premium. So oh, that's how you get Peacock it. So that's, Premium. Yeah. That's an yeah. NBC entity. Yeah. yeah. And it's premium. That means you got to pay for that channel. So it's you know, all that. Hey, yeah. we're running late looking great. We've got a great show today. Today's show, we're going to talk to a doctor that's going to give us some advice about uh, your back and talk about Tiger Woods and Bryson DeChambeau. We're going cool. to talk about Carlton Woods' upcoming Simplify American Junior Golf Association Championship, Boys Championship, awesome. and even more. I am Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. Wait, wait, and this is Smoking Joe's Driving Range on CBS Sports Radio 650. Driving range. Hey, you know what? If you want to find, if you missed part of the show and you want to see, hey, who did I miss? What interview? Whatever. You can go to smokingjoesdrivingrange.com and that's smoking without the G and you'll get all the information. You can find out about Mulligan. You know, we got to get some info up about Bobby Beats. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You know, a little photo, get a little action there. Yeah, I got to update. Extraordinaire. I've got to update everybody on my golf tournament coming up. We've been working oh, yes. on that. Got to get that uh, out there too. Yeah, we got to uh, put that out there. Hey, so we're doing basically we're recording this in segments, little uh, behind the curtain look here, and we're going to do our opening segment last. Is that correct? Because I yes, see Chris. Are. Chris is already on the on the Zoom with us. I know. Well, we're, we're doing, we, the magic of recording. You can do all these things. Exactly. And this is one of our favorite times of the year because every year in February, Carlton Woods hosts one of the top premier. American Junior Golf Association tournaments and the Simplified Boys Championship. And mm-hmm. I mean, you go back and you look at some of the players that have played there. You know, Jordan Spieth comes to mind real quickly. But yep. if you've been watching Golf Channel this week, they've been showing the Southwestern Invitational out in California College Tournament. And there he is, Noah Goodwin. I mean, he played in this tournament many a time. And we're so fortunate to have the tournament director joining us this morning, Chris Dernick. Good morning. How are you? Happy New Year. Morning, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And happy new year to both of you as well. Is this number 11? This is 13. 13. Wow. Yes. 
Yeah. I am so bummed, but I totally understand the intercom radio decisions and the American Junior Golf Association. They're taking all the precautions about uh, the tournament and protocols and health and fitness. So we cannot record live up there this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear it's going to be very, very limited in terms of uh, spectators and everything. But Chris, I know you guys are going to do a bang up job. What are the plans? Give us the dates again. I, I know what the dates are, but go ahead and tell us when the Simplify Boys Championship is. Uh, February 12th to the 15th. Wow, you got two big days in there. You got Valentine's Day and you got President's Day. We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's always, you know what always rubs me the wrong way? The last, uh, I don't know, how, how, what's it been a couple of years since I've been up there uh, with you, Joe, because it's uh, the Astros have started spring training. Pitchers and catchers always report here the last few years, uh, right on Valentine's Day, but I don't think we're going to uh, spring training because every all the interviews are going to be on Zoom. So I was looking forward to uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe in twenty twenty two. Right. Well, so, uh, so Chris, uh, but you're going to keep a lot of traditions. Are you going to keep the golf bag tradition? Absolutely. They're and they've all been ordered. They're beautiful. They're really just. Tell our listeners what exactly the golf bag tradition is. Uh, well, Ping every year designs a patriotic golf bag, and I work with them on the design. It's red, white, and blue. They only do this for our event, and I and they do it for one of the events on the PGA. It might be the President's Cup, and so we feel very fortunate. We order these bags, um, um, you know, with the they have the American flag on them. This year, we have um, on the ball pocket. It's got "In God We Trust." Um, it's got the name of the tournament. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a very patriotic golf bag and there's 72 bags representing the 72 players. The players each get to take home a bag, but there's also 72 additional golf bags that will go to our vets. And at the end of play, uh, the final day, the juniors write a note, a thanks to uh, one of them, um, either serving military or one of our veterans and it, they write a thank you note, and it goes in the ball pocket of the golf bag. And then uh, we have a company out in New York, Logo Tags, and they make dog tags for our event, and which is really cool. So the players get two dog tags. They keep one dog tag, and then the other dog tag goes inside the golf bag. So these vets, when they get these bags, you know, it's really cool to see, you know, they – some of these players are then on the PGA. Well, you know, we'll soon be on the PGA Tour. So, you know, three years, Jordan Spieth played in this event. Somebody got Jordan's three bags. You know, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's a very cool tradition. In the that is awesome. 13th year as tournament director. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tournament chairman. I'm tournament, tournament chairman. Yeah. Uh, what is it that brings you back? Oh, um, you know, I, I think Doug Gim said it the best. This tournament is more than just chasing a golf ball around the golf course. It's, it's a lot about giving back and recognizing the sacrifices that have been made for our country and for us to be able to be out here playing golf and have a free country to live in and have those opportunities. And, he lo- and you know, I think just about every player, when they leave, they recognize there was a lot of sacrifices made for me, you know, to be out here carrying a golf bag instead of a weapon on my back, you know. Hey, Chris, how, do you, how do you decide? How do you select the veterans 
that get the bags or the current uh, military personnel that get the bags? How's that selection process go? So this year we've we've done different um, military organizations throughout the years. Teed up for the troops, Folds of Honor, um, Texas Marine, Medal of Honor. This year it's Mighty Oaks, and Mighty Oaks is actually the founders from our area. And he used to live out in California, but they moved out back out here. And he works with um, the uh, veterans who suffer with PTSD. Most of them do. And so we, um, you know, we feel like this is something that we can do to, you know, you know, give these um, veterans something to look forward to, and you know, um, just a, a, a memory from our event and with these golf bags that they'll receive. This so it, it's just based, you know, we, we change them the charities up every few years. This is great. We're on the phone with Chris Dernick. She is the tournament chairperson for the Simplify American Junior Golf Association Boys Championship coming to Carlton Woods Fazio course February the 12th through the 15th. Unfortunately, no spectators this year, but you can follow it on the web. You can just watch what's going on. The players that come in are phenomenal. Uh, Chris just mentioned a young golfer named Doug Gim. If you don't know Doug, he was a top amateur, played at UT. He's now on the tour. He's trying to make it to the PGA Tour. I think he's kind of bouncing back between a couple of them. But uh, he's a golfer that if you're in the fantasy leagues, put him down as a future guy. He's a great young man. Um, With the 72 golfers that are coming in, how are you going to – address hospitality i mean how, are you still going to have some events for them are you i mean because that's something i mean i remember the year we went up there and jason alexander the crazy man golf guy there he had this bazooka ball launcher <laughs> I mean, we were out there having a fun you always have something fun going on how are you going to do that this year with the, the virus uh well we've actually had to scale back quite a bit uh, we won't have any activities on Saturday or Sunday evening, which is really disappointing. We had a lot of cool things planned, but we're um, so Friday night we'll have our, you know, we'll be, be our welcome party. We'll have some activities, but everything that we do will be um, out on the range. Everything's going to be outside. We can't even have any meals inside this year. Everything yeah. will be outside. And then, you know, some of the games that, that we do this Peeps long drive. I don't know if you're familiar with those Peeps marshmallows <laughs> that come out at Easter, the little yellow Peeps. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, probably one of our, the kids' favorite activities. You try to see how far you can hit those Peeps, which isn't that far. But um, I was just going to say, what is the, uh, what's the history of the longest drive with the Peep? I think it's probably, it might be 75 yards max. It's not Ooh. much further than that. It's pretty hard to hit, to hit that very far. <laughs> That's still That's a, long a long way, for, way a for a peep. It is, <laughs> it is. But then they're using their own drivers, so we're not, you know, switching clubs or anything with any of the players. We just, everything we have to do, we just have to keep in mind that, you know, we need to make sure that we're not passing any, you know, any of right. the COVID um uh, you know, things that we need to, you know, protections, we've got to have all those in place. So uh, there'll be putting contests and um, th- there's actually going to, they do a basketball um, three point challenge or something. And um, they'll be sanitizing the golf balls, you know, after everybody plays and everybody's going to be spaced out. Everybody's going to be wearing uh, their masks, face masks. So Chris, I'm cool. thinking that everybody has to, 
how do you screen them once they yeah. come on property yeah. and how's yeah. that? Yes, they, we have a medic that um, Acadian um, emergency, they come out for us there. Um, our medics on staff, they've been here with us every year and they'll be taking temperatures of all our volunteers, all the staff, everybody that's coming out just to make sure everybody's healthy. Good, good, good. That sounds great. They got a great plan, Joe. Yes, now Chris, we're going to be talking to Jason Alexander, so I've got some specific uh, player questions for him. But I was going through the notes, and I saw something here that says quite a bit for your tournament. You've got two or three players that are playing in their fourth tournament? We have two playing in their fourth and five playing in their uh, third. Yes, it's, mm. that's pretty remarkable that they came as freshmen. It's very Well, that great. says a lot about the tournament. It, it does. They love, this is probably one of their favorite tournaments. I believe we're ranked number two in the world, this championship. So we get a very strong field. This year we have 27 of the top 30 players in the world coming. Well, Chris, I got to tell you, it's a, it's a pain not being up there and being in person with you because you're such an outstanding lady and you're such a good friend of the show. We want to thank you for getting up early, being on the show with us. Once again, it's the Carlton Woods American Junior Golf Association Simplified Boys Championship happening February 12th through the 15th up at the Carlton Woods Fazio course. Get on the web, see what you can do following it. They can't have spectators this year, but they want you to, to, to follow them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of great golf and they will be back full-fledged next year with bigger and better things because they didn't get to do it this year. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll, um, we'll do our best to put on the best championship again. And thank you. We love always being on your show. It's, it's a, Chris, a highlight for us. Chris Dernick and the group does such a great job up there. And I hope you're right, Joe. I hope 2022 we're all back to normal. I, I just don't know. I, you know, we don't know as individuals, but Chris, just kudos to you. It's hard to get sponsors every year. You get great sponsors to support these young men, and uh, congratulations to you. Well, thank you. Thanks. We appreciate thank you, Chris. There... and all of you. Thank you. There you go, Chris Dernick, uh, tournament chair for the Simplified Boys Championship up at Carlton Woods. We're running late, looking great. We got to go to go to break. I'm Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. And this is Smoking Joe's Driving Range right here in CBS Sports Radio 650. You know, if you if you follow the news, especially over the last couple of years, one of the topics in golf has been the back, mm-hmm. as in Tiger's back. Uh, and once again, it's in the news because he had another procedure. So rather than the three of us rambling on and on about it, I thought, let's get an expert in here. So from the Payne University, where you can avoid backsurgery.com, please welcome Dr. Ankar Kosla. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? Morning, Doc. We're doing Very great. Good. My back is hurting just talking about this subject, Smoking Joe. <laughs> it's like when uh, to- it's like when someone tells you, you know, hey, focus on your breathing, and you forget how to do that. <laughs> exactly. Well, Doc, you know, one, one of the things that's been back in the press is that Tiger went back in for another surgery on the back that he's had worked on that everybody thought it was fixed. Uh, can you tell us a little bit? Is this something that he's going to have to go through the rest of his life, or is this just a tune-up what exactly did he have done yeah so i mean if we kind of take a look at the history of what he's gone through you know first he had um several discectomies in the earlier part of his career 
And um, we can talk a little bit about that. So you might know somebody that ends up saying they have sciatica and, you know, sciatica, that word means something different to everybody else. Um, but in this particular case, that cushion of your spine, which is between the bones, that disc, it's made up, so, made up of some ligamentous rings. And let's say it's like a jelly donut, okay? As those rings start to relax, that jelly starts to push out. And so over time, if that pushes too much on one of the nerve roots, it can start with pain, tingling, or if gone too far, can actually limit motor function. And so a nice minimally invasive option to remove that offending agent is called a discectomy. And so that's what he had in the earlier part. And so when you have a discectomy, we're essentially removing part or all of that shock absorber, which sits between those bones. And so over time, he then ended up with a fusion in order to support the fact that some of those discs have been removed. And so you get a pretty active individual that's still out there swinging and, you know, Tiger does what Tiger does. Um, we now have metal in place, right? And so the discs above and below that metal eventually will start to pick up some of that stress. So unfortunately, in his case, it happened a little earlier than hoped for. Could be a function of how aggressive he's been with it, but really number two, it could just be genetics. Uh, question. Is his problems related to the aggressiveness of his swing over all these years? I mean, he's 45, 46 now. He's been swinging that club for basically 36 years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's one element, right? Um, I jokingly say our spine is kind of like the leaning tower of Pisa. It's held up together by all those little ligaments that keep it in place. Mm-hmm. Um over time, as we age, you know, our skin starts to sag. and Well, that leaning tower of Pisa will start to lean. Um, in an athlete, they've got a lot of good core muscle strength to keep that tower from falling. So we can't really attribute it just to that, right? Um, it has to be looked at as these other external factors. One, it could be genetics, again, as mentioned. And then two, um, you earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a a tricky situation. I know my wife has, has had disc problems. She's got some titanium in her neck area. Uh, And it's just, uh, but she's not out trying to play on the PGA tour. (laughs) Guessing that if uh, these are these earlier surgeries, as Joe was asking you, does this mean he's going to have to have it the rest of his life? I'm guessing this will slow down as the competitiveness slows down and he retires. I'm thinking, but, but maybe not if it's, uh, if it's uh, hereditary. I think definitely if we, if we slows down the amount of force that he's putting on those segments, uh, the speed at which the spine will deteriorate will definitely slow down. Well, uh, we're on the phone with uh, Dr. Ankar Kosla from uh, Payne University. You can find him at avoidbacksurgery.com. Uh, Doc, let me ask you this. You know, now the big news on the PGA Tour is what Bryson DeChambeau is doing. Not only is he trying to swing harder and get over 200 miles per hour swing, he's added approximately 50 pounds to his body. 
And he did this in a very, very, very short period of time. I mean, I, first of all, I don't think he looks healthy, but that's just my opinion. Is this, is he, is he going down a bad road? Is he kind of going to someday go, Ooh, that hurts. You know, I hope not. <laughs> um, but I guess one of the, uh, the silver linings of youth is that, you know, you can grip it and rip it. Um, if we take another analogy, let's imagine that you're looking at a door handle and you're pushing on that far end of that door handle. It turns that lever pretty easily, right? Well, what if that far end of that door handle was your stomach and the actual fulcrum there was your spine? So the further out the weight gets, the easier it is to tilt the spine, if that analogy makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So the more that he's putting onto the spine, the more that he's trying to go through these aggressive maneuvers. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen, but over time, we are he's challenging the biomechanics of, of the anatomy. Dr. Oh, no. Cook, well, how about just for the everyday golfer? I know I've, I've started getting these... Uh, deep tissue massages oh, because I'm old and I'm inflexible. <laughs> I mean, it just, just happens. Uh, and during COVID, I haven't been able to work out and do the upper body stuff. I was afraid to go to the gym. And uh, I tell you what, I went and played golf this week because I've been getting these deep tissue massages on my back and the body and my flexibility has improved. And uh, man, I was like, 15 shots better than when Beats and I went and played a couple of weeks ago <laughs> be, because my flexibility is better and my back wasn't bothering me. Tell, tell me what the everyday golfer can do for their back. You kind of hit the nail on the head on, on two uh, little items there. Number one, with COVID, we've seen an incredible uptick of people dealing with neck pain, back pain, just because nobody's moving anymore, right? It's, it's Newton's third law, an object in motion stays in motion. Um, and so for the average golfer, the key elements that we have to integrate into your, your daily practice, number one, you, you hit the nail on the head there, flexibility. So making sure that spine develops a good full range of motion, critical to preventing injuries. And then number two, as we alluded to earlier, preventing the leaning tower of Pisa from falling, good core muscle strengthening. And that core muscle doesn't just mean your abdomen, right? There's a lot of tiny little muscles in the back, like the multifidus muscles, for one example, uh, that we really need to incorporate into a good core muscle routine so that you can keep swinging until you're 60, fit in 60, 70. Uh, once again, we're, we're on. I appreciate your time, doctor, because I know, you know, we're so your doctor and you get a lot of patience and demands. Uh, but this is rather fascinating. Uh, and Dr. Akar Koso from um, University of Payne, which uh, you can find them at avoidbacksurgery.com. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. And you have locations, what, there's five of them? Yeah, we're, we're all throughout the city. We're, we've got uh, Memorial City, Katy, Sugarland, Woodlands, um, Kingwood coming soon. So my question would be, if you're an amateur golfer, amateur athlete, in a way, should you should, should you go see a doctor about your back, not because you have pain, but precautionary and tell them, hey, listen, I'm a golfer. I'm now playing three or four times a week. I feel great, but is there anything I should be doing? Should they, is there precautionary steps that we should take? I think that's where a good coach comes into play, right? Um, and if you see the physician as a 
coach in that regard, absolutely. It makes sense to get in to assess what you are dealing with because, you know, people will come to my office and they'll say, Oh, I've got this huge disc herniation, but I don't have any pain. Well, we can have normal, um, uh, disc protrusions without that meaning anybody having any pain. So understanding what's normal and what's a uh, normal variant, those are, those are important. But uh, as mentioned, you know, having a solid uh, core and flexibility program uh, will keep you going. Doctor, it has been a very eye-opening show having you on. Can I give us an update on Tiger Woods and his condition? We greatly appreciate it. As we go through the golf season, if you're available, we'd like to give you a call every now and then just say, hey, we saw this happen on the golf course or whatever, and kind of get some insight uh, as to your uh, profession. Absolutely happy to do so. And and the next uh, sentence to that is there's a lot of non-surgical solutions. And that's kind of what my wheelhouse is geared towards to get you back on the course and prevent the need for future surgery. Dr. Ankar Kosla from the Payne University. You can find them at avoidbacksurgery.com. Thank you for your time, sir. Go out, have a great day and a great weekend. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Uh, we're running late, looking great. Uh, let's go to break. I'm Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. And this is Smoking Joe's Driving Range on CBS Sports Radio 650. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the High Octane Smoking Joe show yeah. as we're going to bring on Mr. Energy himself, all the way from Carlton Woods, the man that hosts the pro show, the man that gets who's who to be on his show. Just had AJ Hinch on the show. Please welcome the one, the only, Jason Alexander. Hi, Jason. Baby, let's kick the tires and light the fires here, Mulligan, Matt, Smoking Joe. Happy to be with you guys this morning. Come on. Hey, I got to tell you, the interview with AJ Hinch was great. Uh, First of all, he looked good, uh, but it was interesting to hear how I didn't know that with his – suspension, whatever, Firing. he could not go to baseball games. He could not go to ballparks or anything. He couldn't yeah. go to a Class A game. He couldn't show up at any major league affiliated ballpark for the year. And, you know, if you're going to sit out a year, it's a pretty good one to sit out. He didn't exactly. miss too much. But uh, he's leaving February 10th for Detroit. They're about to get it on. It's going to be a rebuild. And uh, he said, look out for the Tigers here in about two or three years. What That's about right. uh, what about spring training? Are they going to have it in Detroit? Or are they going to have to – He's going to Detroit, and I believe I believe they're in Arizona. I can't remember. I don't think mm-hmm. I asked him that. He's going to do a little business in Detroit, get moved in, and then they'll go to spring training. Yep. Okay. Because uh, great place Astros to go in January. So, anyway. Hey, it's January. Sorry, Let's Jeff. go to Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying they've got a lot of indoor facilities up there and all that kind of stuff. They do. Oh. They do. Guess what? When we were doing the uh, arrows hockey, the the arrows look forward to going to Detroit to play because they'd have a, they'd have the three day weekend where they have three games. Well, they'd always have an early game on Saturday. So after the game on Saturday, they just go across the border to Canada. They had all the uh, <laughs> casinos and everything. Easy. That's right. And a few other adult oriented businesses. But anyway, <laughs> oh, and, uh, we we got Jason oh. Alexander, the pros show host, and the head honcho of the. Carlton Woods, Fazio Course, you have a great tournament coming in. You've got the American Junior Golf Association Simplified Boys Championship coming in in February the 12th through the 15th. 
We're so upset because it's our annual visit to Carlton Woods. We do our show live. Uh, unfortunately, with the virus, we can't do that this year. You're going to miss that breakfast, Smoking Joe. I know oh, you God. are. I, I, we, well, I look forward to that. Beats, <laughs> next year, they do a breakfast. Got How are you going to do that, Jason, <laughs> and social distance? Without well, there's a lot of there's a lot of rules, Morgan Matt. There's they they put a lot of rules on this, and and we were expecting that. But a lot of the social activities are going to be dumbed down just a little bit. We're going to try to do some fun stuff for the kids. Obviously, spread them out on the driving range and still do some cool entertaining things. But this is going to be more about just golf this year. And it always is. But we like to entertain them on the side as well. But uh, strictly just golf, and we're spreading the range out using our our south range, basically using as much of the property as we can to keep these kids apart, safe, and on the golf course so they can make some birdies and uh, stay healthy and no corona. Well, share yeah. with our listeners, this is like one of the top two golf tournaments in the world for amateur golf. In golfers. the world, yes. Explain to our listeners who's eligible, it's invitation, how do you get an invite, how, how does the process go through to find the 72 golfers? So they, they go strictly by the AJGA uh, rankings for invitation smoke and um, – and then we have a few, we have a few exemptions that we give out. We have a local qualifier for, we'd like to get one Carlton Woods member in there. And Aaron Pounds is going to play. We have a couple members actually playing. And uh, we do kind of a, a Texas qualifier too for another three spots. But that's it. It's boys 16 to 18. And this is the big, this is one of the big ones. Um, and some of them consider it the best, but it's definitely in the top two or three. Now, in years past, I've looked at the roster of players and you've had players from around the world. Has that changed this year because of the virus? It, it has a little bit. There aren't quite as many, but we still do have a few coming. But definitely, um, and it wasn't, it really was kind of crazy. Not too many out of the top 100. I think I want to say five or six that aren't coming due to COVID. But the field's going to be as strong as ever. We've got defending champion Luke Potter back. Broke my course record last year. <clears throat> so uh, after level 62, <laughs> smoking Joe, I can't write 62. Come on. But he'll be back to defend his title. Look out for Jackson Van Paris. We have John Daly's son. John Daly Jr. will be on property as well. So really? Uh, he'll be fun to watch. You bet. Yeah. I hear he – well, he's he's uh, committed to Arkansas, and I hear yeah, he he's sure really has. got game. He, he can play, and uh, he can move it. He's got a lot of speed, and uh, I'll, look, I'll look forward to, to meeting him. And I'd heard a little rumor he wanted to be on the pro show. We'll see if we can make that happen. Well, yeah, I think exactly. I've seen his dad on the pro show. He was on it this last one. Yeah, we yeah. had a little shout out from Long John. So uh, it's, uh, you know, I've watched uh, John's son, you know, the father-son event. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's got game for sure. Yes, I did not know he was going to be here. There there you go. That's one more reason we should be up there, Joe. But we, right. Oh, well. We Let me ask We're you. We're going to miss you guys this year. I guarantee you that much. We love sitting on the patio and talking golf always. Well, we're going to be back there next year, and we'll start on the patio the night before some cigars and adult beverages. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, now we're talking. Now, I can broker that situation. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, the the youngsters that are coming in, can their parents still come? They can. They can. Parents are uh, – spectators are still allowed, uh, parents. And um, everything – you know, everything outside, when we're out on property, out on the acres, you know, everybody can spread out and be very safe. So really, it's just when you come inside, we're having a bunch of restrictions on how many people are allowed in the building. But at, outside of that, just spread out all the tables. We're going to have all the meals on the driving range and, and try to be as safe as we can. Now, you're a February tournament, so a couple of questions about the course. How long will you play it? It's going to be tipped out. At, you know, AJGA, judging on the wind, they'll move some tees around just a bit, but it'll be right between 74 and a half to 7,500 yards. 
they're going to use all the property. And this is 16 to 18 year olds. So, well, 14 to 18. What is it again? The age bracket? It's, it's 16 to 18. Um, yeah. You know, if you're, if you're younger than that, you can get in. I don't think we've had maybe but one uh, ever. It's mostly 16 to 18. Uh, greens will be rolling at what kind of a stimp meter? You know, they've gotten awfully firm and quick. Last year, they were really soft, and that's why the boys really ripped up the golf course pretty good. I'm hoping if the weather can stay, like today would be perfect. Those greens are going to be about 12 and a half, possibly 13. They've got, and the biggest thing, the biggest thing, guys, they've just gotten really firm. They were super soft last year. We were having some problems with them, but they're definitely, uh, they're going to be firm, fast, get a little cool breeze, about a 20 mile an hour wind. And let's test them a little bit. Now, with the winter weather and everything, will there be some rough? Uh, not as much. It, you know, it goes, everything goes dormant out there. There's always, it goes dormant. And so that is one of the things. It's pretty wide. Those fairways are so wide out there anyway. Uh, the defense has got to be the greens, and that's what we saw last year when it was so soft. They were just throwing them right at the pin and sticking them and making a ton of birdies, which we all like. We wanted to pose a little bit of challenge as well. So uh, the greens are the biggest challenge on the golf course. Hey, Jason, yeah. as a pro, I want to ask you a quick question here, Joe, if I may, mm-hmm. uh, just for us uh, high handicappers out there. You know, we've had some wind here the last couple of weeks, and there's nothing worse than it really psychs me out when I'm right into the wind. I try to overswing, and sure. I realize, you know, it's like the last round I played. I quit trying to overswing, just hit the hit through the golf ball like you'd normally try to do. What's your advice as a pro? Because these kids are going to be uh, hitting into the wind, but how about our listeners who are just uh, regular weekend uh, golfers? Sure, you got two options, and you you pegged one of them is swing easier. The more spin, the harder you swing, the more the ball is going to spin, and the more it spins, the more that wind's going to make it spin more, and it's going to rise up into the air and not go anywhere. So you want to impart less spin on the golf ball, and there's two ways to do that. Swing a little bit easier or tinker with the face, put it down, play it way back, and you can spin it, but it's just got the flight of the ball has to remain really low, like extremely low, like the old Tiger Stinger. So it's either hitting a punch shot, or swinging a bit easier to impart less spin. Those are the only two ways you can go about it. You'll hear guys say, well, I'm going to tee lower. Does it matter teeing higher or lower? It it, it really just depends on that spin. So you can tee it lower and still get that sucker spinning, but it does help. And usually just when you tee it lower, it gets your descent angle into the golf ball a little bit better where it doesn't spin it as much. So it's kind of a two for two on that. Okay. Thank you. Um, as we look at, uh, 2021, what does the Jason Alexander competitive schedule look like? We're going to get going. Uh, I'm going to go to a little pro-am in February out in Georgia with some members, and then we'll really hit it hard in May. They've kind of reworked our schedule this year, kind of with Corona. So we don't have much coming up in the spring. We're going to be busy as all get out at the club. We're hosting the big 12 ladies, big 12 conference championship in April and, uh, have a little section event at the club as well. So, and then all our member events. So. With AJGA and then uh, get the girls for the Big 12 out there, we got a good spring lined up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. With, the, with the ladies Big 12 coming in, who is the uh, prominent Big 12 ladies team? Baylor is really good, and I'll be honest with you, Smoker Joe, I'd have to do a little reconnaissance work to give you a little better answer on that. But perennially, perennially I think Baylor has been, uh, has been dominating the conference pretty good. I could That's be wrong, though. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I see you have your burnt orange on. You know, mm-hmm. if we get lucky, March Madness might have a game where it might be number five versus number six, which would be UT versus University of Houston. Wow. You bet. Now, I didn't go to Texas. My dad did. So I was reared a Longhorn, but I'm a lumberjack. 
But I tell you what, Texas and Houston, they're looking awfully competitive this year now. I think it would be a very interesting game because there's two different types of teams. Uh, Houston is a Samson team that, that just plays a team ball, grinds you down, grinds you down. UT seems like they got a couple of studs and they just want to put it to the metal and run that ball up and down the court. They, they keep the, the right pedal is down. The gas is burning. Well, speaking of Lumberjacks, how's their basketball team this year? You know, it's not bad. You went through a little bit of run. Everybody knows, remembers we beat Duke. That was kind of mm-hmm. the number one day in sports history outside of me winning the Louisiana golf tournament my senior <laughs> year. I thought they were really comparable. You know, but, uh, you know, SFA is a little down this year, but they got a wonderful program, good coach. So, we'll uh, always keep my right eye peeled on them. That'll be interesting. They go to the WAC. You know, that's, that's a right. big move for SFA and Sam Houston and others. Jason Alexander, always a pleasure to have you on. I uh, wish we could be up there for the tournament, but we can't. But we're we're there in spirit, and when we can get back up there, we're going to be up there in full. We'll, we'll come back on the show after the event, do a little recap, and always remember, guys, until next time now, have a big time. There you go. Jason Thanks, Alexander, Jay. Carlton Woodswazi, of course. We're loving the night, looking great. Time to We just finished the back nine. We're done for the day. All right, let's go. Let's go to the golf course. All right, I'm Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. And this is Smoking Joe's Driving Range right here on CBS Sports Radio 650. Go out, have a great weekend, and be safe. Thank you for listening to Smoking Joe's Driving Range, presented by PGA Tour Superstore. Check out joesdrivingrange.com for more from the show and enjoy your day on the course. From Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 